0: If you've been following politics in the slightest you know we gotta appoint a new superhero a new red cape wearing flying bad booty bandit that's right supreme court justice leader ruth bader rest in peace r.i.p poor one from my boys down south has given years of her life for the american people and now we need to appoint that ninth spot if you haven't heard amy's taking that spot I mean, she's religious. She has a decent track record. Better yet, she's young. And she's coming up and she's the ninth Supreme Court member uh, that's going to be making decisions. And now, depending on what side of the aisle you float on, if you're a bit more right-handed than you are left-handed, you're going to be clapping your booty cheeks in excitement. Clap, 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 clap. That's because she has a track record of holding down right ideologies. Whether that's, you know, a tougher on abortion stance or what they call it on um, pro-life. Whether that's a bit more, I guess, anti-LGBT. She's all about that action. The left side, now they're a little bit um, angry about this. Just a little bit, just semi. There's a little semi-truck out there. That's because last time when Obama had a year left in office and there was a free vacancy, oh, they gave him hell and back saying that they couldn't appoint someone. But now there's that new body there. And I think what makes this appointment of Amy, you know, being this new Supreme Court justice, you know, they're saying that she could, you know, be more pro-segregation and, you know, disallow Brown versus Board, or they could, you know, she's gonna be instrumental on voting against, you know, the Obamacare or what is it, ACA. The thing that's most interesting to me is that for her to become the Supreme Court Justice, she gets to go through Congress, and we already know how they're gonna vote. The people on the right side of Congress are going to vote pro her. And the people on the left side of Congress are going to vote nay. And while the people on the left side don't agree, in the Senate, there is a majority led by Mitch McConnell, which means that she's going to go in as long as all the people on the right agree. And what is so fascinating about this is In a place where bias is not supposed to exist, whether that's the Supreme Court justice, they're supposed to be looking at these laws as unbiased and as objective as possible. And the politicians are supposed to be doing what's best for the American people. We can clearly see that bias exists, it's it's so odd, we know how everyone is already going to vote. I mean, you guys are looking at the same information, the same history, she's super young, I mean there's no one else qualified apparently, and she's serving this to life, this should be super important, and with Ruth Bader Ginsburg just dying a month ago, you think they would wait till after the election so the American people can decide if it's a Republican or if it's a Democrat that's going to put her back in office? we already know how everything's going to be voting. You see, even for the most objective job, being a Supreme Court judge, when you look at what their actual job is and their interpretation of the Constitution is and the interpretation of law precedents is, when you look at how they interpret the laws and how they apply the laws in practice. It's all based on their ideology. It's literally you can track their political beliefs by how they approached cases in the past. You can literally do it. And that's part of the reason why the Republican government put her in because she would decide on these laws based on her political beliefs. That's That's what happens. We live in a world where we pretend things are based off merit. And we try to pretend that race and nepotism and bias does not exist. When it's so clear it is. Recently, Tech Lead has, you know, one of my favorite YouTubers, um, you know, very sarcastic, very funny guy. You should watch his videos, super funny. But he has this crazy hill he wants to die on. And, you know, because he's, you know, feeding himself with right-wing news, which nothing wrong with right-wing news, but he's not balancing it with any left-wing ideas or ideologies. He's picking a weird hill to die on about criticizing left politics and Criticizing anything that racially supports black people in the middle of a Black Lives Matter and like record protests across the states, it's the weirdest hill to die on. And one of the hills that he wants to die on is he says that you know, because Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris was appointed by Joe Biden and Joe Biden recently says said that he wants to give this vice presidency role to a woman that Kamala Harris is not qualified because he excluded all the men in his pick and he specifically picked a woman. He said, "How can she be qualified?" It's an insane Rationale, insane way to think. And it's interesting because when we give opinions about things, you know, in university, like tech lead is, you know, very educated in engineering or whatever he took in school. He's very educated in working in the software field, whether that's a Facebook or Google or any other companies or products he worked in. But when it comes to humanities and social sciences, he is the most uneducated person in the world. I mean, of course, if anyone has engineering friends and you see them write an email, you know these people are terrible when it comes to constructing emails, terrible when it comes to constructing writing. But one of the things that you have to realize is because you're smart in one area doesn't necessarily mean you're smart in all areas one of the reasons I call this Uneducated Investor Podcast, maybe, so I can say all the stupid things that I want. <laughs> but when it comes to the, the tech lead and his critique of Black people, his critique of women, and more most specifically, his critique of this vice president nomination being Kamala Harris, I want to ask him this. First, just omit your bias. Me as a black male, a lot of my positions are biased for black people for one and males for two. It's just one of those things being black male. I always want to push things towards my interests. So being aware of those biases is very important when it comes to you know, deconstructing different ideas that I'm expressing. And all of his biases seem to lead to favoring any side that he's, any group that he's in, whether that's the Asian males or just being males or just being like, you know, a rich person, right? All of his ideas are basically surrounded in his identity. So when he's, you know, spinning his like identity politics out there, it's okay to say that you're biased in your favor. It's it's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. And number two is if we are applying this way of merit to the vice presidency, then why aren't we thinking about this in all other places? For example, why aren't most senators in the states from California? I mean, 30 million people, that's 10% of the population. However, we have senators that represent all 50 plus states. We have literal people from the house of commons that present the proportionality from their states like we don't just get the quote unquote best people we get them from all of the diverse states why is that because we as human beings we recognize that if we don't have someone from that state representing then it's very easy for that state to be overlooked Idaho's not going to be looking out for Oklahoma. Vegas is not going to be looking out for New York. So why don't we bring in people that will represent them? Kamala Harris, being the first woman vice president, if she, you know Joe Biden, Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden wins that nomination. Well, she looks like he will. Is instrumental and actually focus on the issues that she might have faced growing up you know she hasn't faced every issue but as we've seen in statistics when you're a minority person most of your friends growing up are minorities when you're a woman most of your best friends growing up are women and when you're a white man specifically white man or even a white person growing up a big portion or majority of your friends are white men they are in these white circles and when especially when you're in these high income brackets where you went to a private school you're even more segregated from the average american person you grew up in these tight circles and tight communities and you have a very specific way of thinking about the world that excludes a lot of the people that you're going to be having power over. So when it comes to the vice president, who is more qualified than a qualified black woman, especially in a time when literally crime reform is on the ballot civil rights is on the ballots we have historic supreme court decisions going on that's on the ballot we have the heartbeat built in georgia and all of a sudden people are even scared that birth control is going to get taken away in some of these states because of that all of this stuff is on the ballots so again with women rights at the forefront with civil rights at a forefront one of the main things with the disproportionate COVID impacts to the Black community, why wouldn't it make sense for someone who represents that community to represent the campaign? And furthermore, if you look at Joe Biden's campaign, if you're following him in the primaries, you would understand that in the first two primaries, the first two places that he campaigned which are slipping my mind for some reason. I don't know why. But in the first two, he was losing. No one, no one thought he was going to win. I think he was like the fifth. I think Pete Buttigieg was like number one after the first primary. Bernie Sanders was destroying him. And if it wasn't for the third South Carolina with the majority of the black people going from catapulting him to number one, his campaign would have been over after South Carolina but literally the black demographic in South Carolina backed him and that's what saved his whole campaign. So if he is not focused on fixing black issues and if he is not reaching out in the black community and trying to figure out who are the leaders there, what are the problems there, what are the solutions there, what do you want in the middle of historic protests, then who is more qualified? Are we going to run the same, play over and over again and puts you know maybe like a white dude in office who's from these rich circles who's never really interacted with black people growing up, never even has black friends in his social circle. or are we going to put someone who's literally one of the main instruments in police reform in California when she was what was he eternal general or something like that? I forget what she was but she was one of the main people who started the implementing the body cameras everywhere and everyone on the police in California. And then because that was successful, they started exporting that everywhere to other states. The other states started to copy what she was doing and implementing there. Online, when it comes to the legacies we leave, we often pick the hills we die on. And my advice would be to tech lead is this is just a terrible hill to die on. It doesn't make any sense. And what's worst about it is the things that he's saying, especially on a second channel, they're all just wrong. You can look at the academic research. You can watch left personalities. If you watch people like Vosh or even someone who's more centrist like Destiny, you can hear these perspectives shoot down all these ideas he has. This concept of the best person for the job doesn't even make sense. There is no resume that you can build that makes you the most qualified to be vice president. It's about who has the best ability to solve the issues that is needed by a specific group in America. And right now, it seems that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are that for the Democratic people and as always the best most brightest investors are the uneducated ones why is that that's because the uneducated investor they never stop learning it's politics season baby it is important to understand what's going on in each side whether that's trump you know trump's out here talking to ice cube out here talking to um who else is there Up, slipped my mind again, but him and Mike Pence out here doing things, you know, trying to reform their black agenda so they have something to do, or whether it's, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, it's important to know who is doing what, that way you can know which companies are might have an advantage going into the election, and you can kind of get a pulse on how the volatility will go, like what, who's looking to benefit, what kind of programs are they coming out with it, you know, This is super key because I think, especially if you're active at all in your portfolio, you're gonna see some wild stuff. I'm just letting you know, you're gonna see some wild stuff, especially those two weeks. Like I've seen wild stuff coming up to the election. I think after is going to be crazy. And I think just really having a pulse of going on, going into it will help you be able to stomach the actual craziness that might enter in your stock portfolio as soon as november 3rd hits because literally like the president could not be decided until like november 20th i would not put it past this political season but anyway this has been your boy fly stewie and we fly crew have to take off